It was going to be Disarono and orange. Right. But then I didn't have any Disarono. And also it tastes a bit like flowers. But I just thought, why not? You know, it's a Tuesday. Let's get this party started. Yeah, no, Tuesday. I was considering a big old glass of wine, but I, I, I went, <laughs> I, I've decided on water instead. You decided to be sensible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, th- I think just with more and more time passing, I'm just a bit like, ah, it's, it's fine. You know, you can drink whatever you want to drink. So, so long as it's a reasonable amount. And as long as it's not, you know, 10 minutes before you leave for work. Exactly. I think I think I found my drink of choice when I'm out and about. You know, I, you know, I like Innocent Gun. Innocent Gun's a tremendous beer. Mm-hmm. A few other ones out there which are, are quite nice. But in terms of, you know, uh, a good old cocktail slash mixer, because you know how straight I am. Super. <laughs> white Russians. Oh. White Russians are beautiful. A lot of people do like a good white Russian. I've never actually had a normal one. I've only James. had... I've only had, like white russians with some sort of a interesting twist i've had it's like a mint one and, a, and, a, and, a, oh, really? and different kinds and i haven't liked any of them i can't say i yeah i can't say i've had a mint one i like the original the original one nice and sleazy's in glasgow do the best white russians man anywhere and they are just nice and easy they're no weird twists it's just white and it's russian sounds like something that should sponsor the podcast <laughs> i can't imagine there's a white there might be a white russian company Imagine the problem. Well, we could is. just get sponsored by Nice and Sleazies. They could do that, yeah. Specifically yes, that's true. for their white Russians. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually tweeted them before just to say how nice their white Russians are. Yeah, I you, think they just I think they just liked my tweet. I don't think they, they offered any sponsorship or money. So Yeah, no, if you walk into Nice and Sleazies and you you ask for a white Russian and then you say Seesaw 10, you'll get a 10% discount. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Use discount code Seesaw20. Well, for a 20, actually just insert any number after it. it, That's how these things work. Exactly. Just put in the number how much you want off and you'll get it off. No, that's actually a thing. See if you ever have a discount thing that say you you hear about something that is, insert word here, 10. Yeah. Type in a 20, see if it works too. Oftentimes they will. Yeah, I was ordering food of Uber Eats because, you know, it's a Tuesday and, you know, it's Tuesday. So I was ordering some food and then just at the very end, you know, I looked at the price and thought, well... Let's see if I can find a promo code. Of course, I couldn't. But I presume this is something that everybody does, and not just me, because I'm cheap. I'm trying to find promo codes for everything that you ever buy online. Well, not not everything, but like food or, you know... Right, you got to go for everything. They're, they're usually easy to find. <laughs> just insert your favourite podcast and then a number afterwards. Exactly. Well, James, how are you apart from not being not drinking? I am okay. I've, I've got all my work done today. That's good. And then I sat about and didn't do anything for four hours. <laughs> That's not good. And I don't know why I chose to do that. I was just like, oh, I'm, why? I've got the podcast to do. I'll just, I'll just do that. And then I didn't, I didn't consider how long the podcast was in the future. So I didn't commit <laughs> okay. to anything. I kept not committing to a thing. It's like, but I've got the podcast. I don't know about you, but I have this like never ending list of things I want to do or should be doing. I never, I will never, ever end that list. I'll never get to the stage where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I've done everything I want to do. I can relax now. That's maybe part of it, is there are so many things on the list of stuff that I kind of want to do that I just couldn't choose. I'm considering taking up boxing. <laughs> you, you've got the um, uh, the face for it. Punchable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Punchable, disfigured, uncomfortable to look at for a long time. Yeah. Maybe boxing would improve that. You'll make other people really good at boxing. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, get that out of the way. And then we could, yeah, and then you could come and film it, you know, with all your free time, seeing as you've spent four hours doing nothing today. I know, such a disappointment. Sorry, Mum. And then add in the comedy Batman words for every time I get hit. Thwack, what's your favourite? Thwack, I think. I like like the classic kapow. 
about. But there are some delightful ones out there. I don't know what to tell you all to Google, but if you can find a way to Google unusual Batman comics punch sounds, I think that. doink's probably a good one. There's there's a there's a fair few. Colin getting doinked. Yep, in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, well, it's all parade. Here we go. It's probably just one of these things that I'm going to say and I'll never actually do. Having said that, my track record for saying things I never think I'll do and then I actually do them is actually growing. Skating. Well, yeah. So long as it's not a podcast-related thing. <laughs> That's true. Whenever, <laughs> whenever we think of anything to do, we never do it. But in real life, we're getting not so bad yeah. at achieving things. Like, so I, skating, I, I mean, I suck at skating. I haven't done it for a long time because my flatmates are infinitely better at it than I am. Oh. Uh, which is a shame. Same, but that's that's life. It is difficult being left behind. So it is, especially if he's on a skateboard and I'm using my legs. Great pun there. And wow. uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, snowboarding, I can now do that. Yep. But you can't cool. go left, right, or stop. I can't. I can't go. I can't just go straight. <laughs> I mean, I can't stand. I can't stay up for a particularly long period of time. It's 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 hard. It's very difficult. It's very taxing. It's snowboarding or trying to achieve things. <laughs> snowboarding yeah no it's it's very hard to stay upright that's correct but i i could i would say now that i can snowboard so the next thing on the list the well, next yeah. logical thing uh-huh. is boxing of course which is I, I assume a little bit easier to to kind of start doing well yeah i mean for, you, just, like, you know, with, stand with, there maybe punch <laughs> you stand there and you hit things that's yeah. basically it and also because, you know, I've seen these, these Commonwealth Games athletes uh, flying out from, from, from Glasgow and they're now competing on the Gold Coast. And some of them, you know, in lawn bowls, for example, some of them are in their 50s. Oh, man. No, I, yeah. You could, if, we could, if we just start doing lawn bowls now, we could be Commonwealth competitors <laughs> in no time. I'm not saying that we could, you know, eventually get up to that kind of standard from yeah, boxing, but I'm just saying it's never too late. It's never too late, James. To do new thing. That's our message to everybody today is it is never too late to make make things happen to completely suck at something you want to be good at i I didn't want to say to be good at things really it's never (laughs) too late to try to be good at things yeah there we go it's never too late to try and trying is the part that that really counts even if you end up failing going to bed and being unable to sleep out of shame at least you tried it sounds awfully familiar to me and possibly have wasted money on whatever you tried to do and it will never do again Welcome to Seesaw Parade, uh, episode one two six. We've uh, passed the I, I, yep that landmark. I'm going to say one two six is not a good number. It's not great, but I've got nothing for that one. No, but uh, you know one two five was was uh, we have now sailed past that landmark and on to the next one, which I think is probably one fifty. Well, it depends on your point of view. Like, Frankly, I would be impressed if we get to one fifty by the end of this year. I think we can do it. You know, we're hundred. By the way, we're hundred days into this year. What? How the? How has that happened? A hundred days. Time went by. I know, but that's well, not the answer I was looking for. Well, we've, that's the wrong answer. A lot of things have happened in those hundred days. It's just you know they all feel as big as everything else ever has. So it just feels like nothing. Nothing new is happening because because as the older you get, the more everything becomes normal. The more everything becomes just like worse. 
you know? It becomes less whelming. Everything's less whelming when you're old. Absolutely. I was hanging out with Murray Wilson. Hi, Murray. He was, he's, he was commenting on, on some things I'd said in the podcast recently. I was just saying, you know, when I joined STV back in the day, yeah. many, many years ago, uh-huh. um, you know, I was I was an enthusiastic, naive, keen, naive, absolutely naive, uh, stupid yeah. young man. And now, and now, you're old. Time has passed, and I, I've just, I've literally just become the complete opposite. You know, we make, keep making these uh, depressing, horrible starts to the show longer and longer. Uh, I, I think we're changing our genre. We might want to go off like entertainment and satire and just go to <laughs> sad. Find us in the sad category. Yeah, uh, yeah let's let's uh, let's just start, and let's actually uh, with a very rapid change of pace. Uh, go to Syria to start with. Uh, it's no, let's go to sad. Yeah, indeed. Uh, something which has kind of been rumbling on for oh, years now, but this week uh, it kind of took a step up um, in that the U.S., France, and Britain have agreed to respond to the gas attack in Duma. Now, this is a story, and this is a discussion for another day. You may or may not have seen it on the news, because nowadays, the news doesn't really talk about Syria unless it's something massively important. Well, yeah, politically important, I suppose. In Duma on Sunday, 42 people were killed, including women and children, yeah. after what appears to be a nerve attack some sort of gas uh, attack, a chemical yeah. yeah some sort of chemical weapon gas attack um some of the pictures which i would not advise you seek out are horrific uh of yeah i'm not even going to desc- describe it but um yeah, dr- absolutely horrifying images and so uh theresa may has joined uh, donald trump and uh, emmanuel macron to to say now this is this is what I want to ask you James they've said that they would respond they're going to respond mm-hmm. to this attack in order to to uphold the global ban on the use of chemical weapons what does that mean I know it's saying oh we're going to respond but what does that actually mean in practice I I don't I don't really know what it could mean this time because they're they're not really going to get involved in the conflict at this point well, no but but, but they might is it surely that's a possibility well, well since it looked like it was all winding down. Until right now, being like the government have taken back most of the land. There's a couple of towns left that have people in them that are still fighting. This being one of them, I I don't I don't know what anyone would want to do. Well, I can tell you, that the prime minister, well, Theresa May, yeah, facing uh, mounting pressure from senior Tories uh, to support U.S.-led. Airstrikes. Yeah, I mean, they just yeah, they'll want yeah, they'll want to bomb it. I haven't even read this. I know that this, <laughs> all the senior Tories will just want to bomb whatever's left. So that's so that's what they're suggesting. Yeah, but why is that? That's never a solution. We bombed it at the start, and look what happened. We bombed we bombed other places, and it never works out. So quit bombing places. And obviously, you know, President Assad has denied any involvement, as have the Russians. Yeah, this- as have the rebels, as have everyone. So where is, whose fault is it then? Who, where, where does the fault lie? It's whoever whoever wants the conflict to go on. Because what this wasn't meant to be is something that ends the conflict. The conflict was ending. What this was meant to do was rile up the rebels, bring in other nations and make the conflict even bigger. So I don't know who wants to make the conflict go on. Or maybe, maybe there's a lot of parties that want a conflict to go on. But one of them decided, hey... Now is the time to try and shake things up a bit. Let's bomb the few rebels that are left, try and stir things up while while we can. Well, it was, I don't know if you remember, but back in 2013, 
There was actually a vote in the UK Parliament over votes uh, over airstrikes in Syria. Yeah. And David Cameron's uh, uh, ruling government was defeated in that. And that was seen as a massive blow. And that was kind of seen as, all right, this matter has been dealt with. That, however, was five years ago. That's how long this has been going on for. Um, But really, if, let's say, it's decided and inspectors find that the weapons were President Assad... What options do the UK, or US, even have, which isn't military action? I mean, sanctions, the standard, take away their money. If you, if you, if everyone that cares about human life stops trading with the people that don't, they don't have, like the people that are rich in those countries who support the governments that keep them rich, will suddenly be less rich, and then they won't support the governments. It's, it's, it's honestly basic. And I don't see why we don't do it. If, if we just make it more difficult as the nations with money for the nations with slightly less money to have money, their governments won't be stable. Maybe they'll get voted in some governments that are more open to trade and caring about human life and stuff. On the, the other side of the Atlantic, what do you think uh, Mr. Trump's view on this is? Oh, well, Trump's view probably just bomb them. Trump's new heads of every department that haven't quit and in the last couple of days are currently heads that seem to believe in bombing things. People who have in the past decided to invade countries and destabilize countries. I, I'd say the American current view is certainly going to be violence. But, you know, maybe they'll come out and say, hey guys, let's sort this out diplomatically. That would be great. Well, Just talk about things. Yeah, please. I mean, even a few months ago when Donald Trump was threatening to blow up North Korea... And we genuinely thought, oh, this yep. might actually happen. But now they're actually having talks. Mm-hmm. So this isn't the end of the world, metaphorically or literally. Uh, and let's just hope that it doesn't actually come to that. No, there still seems to be enough people out there that are smart, you know, trying to de-escalate situations rather than blowing more things up. But you never really know. Someone might just pull a trigger. Let's hope not. Uh, yes, grim stuff. Okay, well, let's, as we do in classic Cease Operate fashion, take a handbrake turn hey, hey, into hey. the fun stuff. Let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah, so we're going to start with Solo. This is the uh, troubled Star Wars spin-off film about Han Solo's <laughs> origins. His logo just looks worse every time I see it. Really they never made it animated and spinny and stuff. It just uh... It's like the Windows 98 screensavers that you could design yourself. You could like type in a funny yeah. word and it would be your screensaver. It's the Star Wars font for a word that shouldn't just be the Star Wars Solo. font all, all on its own. Anyway. This this logo was not designed for a four-letter word. A full trailer has been released. Yeah, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. And we're going to have a quick clip here. Insert clip. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together a crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? Right, so James, every every discussion we've had about Solo has been, as I'm sure the listeners will be aware of, it's trouble production, uh, you know, the acting coach who was rumoured to brought in, the reshoots, the directors yeah, yeah. being fired. A whole bunch of reasons to be fearful of this film. So, yeah. with this full trailer, what do you think? Uh-huh. Well, we got dialogue this time, plenty more of it than the previous one, and it was either poorly written cringy stuff that is meant to be uh, iconic and all that, you know, the classic Hollywood lines, or very flatly delivered. I'm not going to go ahead and say that Harrison Ford is known for 
expressive deliveries of his lines and maybe <laughs> we're trying to emulate that but Harrison Ford just had a special something he had charisma made all his lines yeah he was genuine whereas these wooden delivered lines by Alden and other members of the cast like mostly Alden <laughs> just don't have that they're, they're just hey they said the line that's good this film's gonna go on I like Chewie Chewie's in it and he looks great he looks alright except that part of the end where it's like oh is Chewie gonna die <laughs> no he's not <laughs> maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna die at the end of this one oh come and watch it you'll find out I don't know I think the trailer company forgot that other Star Wars films have existed in the past. Yeah, I had a couple of problems with this trailer. The, that's one of the main ones, is at the very end, like the cliffhanger shot, <laughs> is that Chewbacca might die, and then obviously you're like, hold on a second, this is an origin story. Yeah. Why on earth are we even threatening the fact that Chewbacca might die? That's just... Ah. It's very... It's dumb. It's dumb. It is dumb. Put it in the film, maybe... I don't know. There's maybe some tension. Maybe he'll get knocked out of the battle. Who knows? But it's just not a trailer thing. And there's a couple other problems I have with this. And yeah, as I say, it's obviously had a troubled history. Um, Yeah. But there's just... You're right. It doesn't feel quite right. Woody Harrelson, I think, is a great pick. Mm -hmm. Donald Glover, yeah, love the guy. Obviously... uh, Yeah, I liked him. He he looked good. He sounded good. He did. He looked sounding good. The main problems I have are with... Amelia Clark, yep, as in Daenerys from Game of Thrones, yeah, kind of coming in here and just doing a very bland job. Yes, and then also Al Daenerys, who we've talked about before, who did the same thing as a charming individual with a lovely smile. It'd be great <laughs> to take a moment to your mom. Super handsome, unless it was my mom. Um, but, uh, yeah, she doesn't like handsome. Oh, she, no, she doesn't like if I was taking him home. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So those two are the main the main issues I have because yeah, he falls into the same category as Sam Worthington in that he's a pretty face, oh, yes. but he can't act. He's yeah. How Sam Worthington, who people no. who who may recognize the name but can't put that to a face, he's the main guy in Avatar. Yeah, I just watched his Netflix series. Yes, the Unabomber one, and he it has was... continued to get high profile roles despite not being a good actor and despite not having an expressive bone in his body he just doesn't do anything he says everything in exactly the same voice he's just he's just like a slightly attractive australian man who can do a good accent anyway there's also good things about the star wars trailer the solo trailer oh sorry uh, I, just just to finish that off i just thought both of them were very very bland i think amelia clark <laughs> is an uninspired choice she was in that the terminator reboot the yeah. most recent one yeah and i thought she was very very average in that and that might well be down to the scripting that might be down to the writing but i think it's also just down to the fact that even as daenerys in game of thrones i mean sure she's got a great look but she's not the one delivering she's not, powerhouse yeah, yeah. performances she's just the bland girl she gets the lines out yeah and looks pretty so i again i've said this from the start i do not hold out any great hope for this film but that's why it might deliver it might be better than we expected well be. you see that uh-huh. it's now debuting at can so right can, as we talked about last week, actually, um, with uh, banning Netflix, can uh, the film festival is in early May, and Solo is opening the festival. So no pressure. It's the very first film in the bill. It's being shown ten days before it's released to the world. Yeah. Um, and Can, again, is notorious for you know people just booing if you know anything comes on screen that they don't like people walking out and just letting their their chairs slap off the back and with no care in the world but also 
are known for giving 15-minute standing ovations. Yes. So the the can can and audiences like it. You want a film that is almost all good with maybe one or two bad bits. Whereas I expect that Solo is going to be a film that is almost all bad with one or two good bits. And I I'm think, looking forward to those one or two good bits. Uh, I think it's going to be all over the place. I think Chewbacca is going to be great. I've never seen him fail to deliver. Uh, whenever he is utilized, it is wonderful. Uh, he he seems to be more violent in this film than in any other, which I am excited for. Again, the music was interesting and exciting, so maybe they've done a good job of the music. Some of the character designs for the side characters are great, and Paul Bettany looks amazing. I did think that was Paul Bettany. He's the it bad guy. It was Paul Bettany, yeah, and he right. he looked great. Yeah, he looked all right. Um, and just before we just before we move on, that decision to screen at a can is that confidence on Lucasfilm's behalf, or do you think that's just kind of a hey, let's shift the narrative away from this? Shift the narrative, right? Absolutely. The thing is, I think everyone is already experiencing Star Wars fatigue in a way that we haven't experienced any of the other universes' fatigues, wherein the, every film that's come out has been less hype, hyped up than the one before it. Yeah. And comparably. I mean, so far we've got two sets that can be compared. We've got episode seven and eight. And episode eight wasn't so excited, wasn't so hypeable. There wasn't so many views in the trailers. There wasn't so much news about it. Mm-hmm. And then comparably so far with the solo trailers, there's been not half as much interest as there was in the Rogue One trailers. Okay, well, talking talking off franchises, uh, yeah. Toy Story 4 has now officially been confirmed oh, for no. June 21st, 2019, which is just over a year away. Yeah. Uh, you're in a couple of months. I feel really sorry for everyone that likes Toy Story. Yeah, well, I'll preface this by saying I think those three films are all excellent. Yes. They're all of an incredibly high standard. Yes. All still great films, despite the fact that the first Toy Story, I think, is almost as old as I am. Well, yeah, the Toy Stories are, are basically they follow our life's cycle. Absolutely. So yeah. And I just think, and Toy Story 3 ended on such a perfect note. Well, that was the planned storyline, yeah. Why are we going back to it for a fourth one? Well, I think we maybe talked about that in the past. We're in Disney, or the contract that Pixar wrote said four, four Toy Story films, and then... No, three Toy Story films. That's my bad. They said three Toy Story films, and then the second one didn't get a proper release. It was unexpectedly popular and stuff. And then the third one came out and they're like, oh, that's us done the three films. And now they're going, they got, they got told, nope, you said three proper ones. You've only done two. So they're having to add some extra random story after the planned arc, which who knows, it could be great. I, I just don't want it to happen. I don't, I don't like the risk. But surely somebody at Disney or Pixar, whoever's making the decision can be like, actually, you know what? That was Absolutely perfect as a trilogy. We don't need a fourth film. A fourth film is unnecessary, superfluous. It, the story arc, you say, it was all wrapped up. We don't need it. No, but money, money, money. Dollar, dollar, or, dollar. Are they, are they very much just looking at the dollar yeah. side? All they're seeing is a bank that could be even more full and merchandise that is slightly more new. And, and, and to be fair, an entire new generation to watch Toy Story. Yeah, and they can int- introduce some new characters to have brand new merch up. <clears throat> that'll be super popular. Really cool characters. I mean, I reckon that'll be 25 years between the first one and the fourth one. 
or so. It's a long time. That's I like that though. You got enough time to make the films good. That's crazy. I just also Tom Hanks. By the time he does his voice stuff, and Woody uh, Woody Allen, uh, no, Tim Allen. Yeah, he'll be probably in his what late fifties, early sixties. I think he voiced Woody when he was maybe late thirties. He just come off the back of Saving Private Ryan. Well, yeah. So they're all. I mean. We don't have to f- think of the film just because we know when it came out. They're, they're, they're all dramatically older than they were for the first performance. I don't think people's voices age too badly until their l- much latter years, much okay. later years. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe they'll sound different. Maybe this is going to be a, a gritty future reboot with old <laughs> versions of the characters. Maybe they're with Andy in the old folks' home and that's why they've aged so much. Exactly. Did we ever? Did we ever say Tim Allen? By the way, because it's Tim Allen. It's t- right? yeah, Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woody Allen's the director who's a bit of a creep. Yeah, I think. <laughs> anyway, Toy Story Four. It's going to be a thing. It's probably not going to be as as wonderful as the others. It won't feel like it fits. No. But it could be. It could be good. Okay. Well, talking of films which could be good but might could be, be terrible. <laughs> this one, we've not talked about, about this one on the, the podcast before, but I would urge all of you <laughs> to immediately just to go and check yeah. it out, just so you know exactly what we're talking about. It's called The Meg. Watch the trailer, look at the poster, just go and absorb all of the content that you can about this film before now, we when, talk about it. When you hear the title The Meg, that to me doesn't really strike any sort of fear or I'm just like, oh, it sounds like a film about uh, a high school bully called it Megan. It sounds like a uh, not very promising family guy full feature film. Yeah, it's not. It's about Jason Statham fighting a 75 foot shark. Yeah, Meg being short for Megalodon. Yeah, being yeah. The, the, the fossilized shark which has never existed until now. Well, it used to exist, hence being fossilized, but oh, it was yeah. thought extinct until now. Duh. Uh, uh, and maybe it's one, maybe it's this whole set of <laughs> sharks. That, I mean, I don't really see one living for that long. I expect it's a brand new species that's been reawoken, and there's dozens <sighs> of them of all varying sizes, and they're going to okay. eat everybody that's in the water. Let's listen be to careful, a very... Yeah, okay. Let's listen to a very quite a clip of this one what you people discovered is bigger than we ever thought possible how big is that thing it was the largest shark that ever existed a living fossil thought to have been extinct over two million years wrong james i don't even know where to start with this i i'm absolutely just well first of all can i just tell you this film has cost $150 million to make. $150 million. <laughs> And just to put that into context... Let, no, yeah, context here. Black Panther, $200 million. Yeah, this is more expensive than, I think, either one or two of the last Fast and Furious films. And I, that I'm has... Thinking, I'm thinking it's probably Doctor Strange level. Yeah, exactly. And this is led by Jason Statham. It's not even a household name. I think well, this is going to bomb so badly. He's not, he's not too, too not famous. And it's got Dwight in it. Right? He's got some, some no, crowd no, appeal. Dwight is unre- This is, yeah, Rain Wilson's in it, who is also Dwight's shirt from The Office. But again, he is virtually unrecognizable in this film. He's aged so much. Yeah, but they got some Asian leads as well for the, for the Asian market, which is where everyone makes their money these days. And it's a big <sighs> monster film, which makes free money these days. I uh, just think it looks dreadful. I think it looks horrible. I think it is a really, really interesting decision 
that must have a lot of market research behind it. To invest this much into such a ridiculous concept, they must know that it's going to be successful in some market out there. It is unbelievable how stupid this film looks to my brain. I, I can't absorb a lot of the things that are going on in it. I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy or or a very serious drama. I don't know if it's supposed to just be Jaws, but bigger. Yeah. It's so confusing seeing this. I want to watch it when it comes out on that, a big screen. You're right. That to me, that's what the tagline of the poster should have been. Jaws, but bigger. It probably is. There is a. They've probably done that. They've got posters out there that say Jaws, but bigger. They've, they're probably marketing this in every way that they can. I mean, to claw their money back, but I think it's genuinely going to be a profitable film. Also, I think I said the shark's 75 foot long. I'm pretty sure it's 175 foot long. It could be, it could be 275. It's a big shark. It might be 700, it might be 750 foot. It's, it's, if you look at the trailer and the poster, it's absolutely ginormous. Yeah. And this isn't, this also isn't an original idea. This is based off a book, if I'm correct. It is. And I don't know how you write a book that <laughs> has this as its story but i want to read okay. that book so this film has worked for me because i don't want to see it but i'm probably going to go spend money to see it before we move on to westworld season two let's talk just very briefly about a quiet place now this one you may well have seen posters for trailers for it's out of the cinemas right now and uh it's john krasinski who you would know again from the office him and uh yeah. jenna fisher's romance um but it's him and it's emily blunt his actual wife his real life actual wife yeah. his real life actual wife not jenna fisher she is just an actress yeah uh, sorry for the one or two of you that still believed they are not actually married it's it's the two of them and a couple of kids yeah in a essentially a silent horror movie um, yeah which is absolutely destroying the box office at the moment it made mm-hmm. 50 million it's doing a pretty good job in its first weekend in america and that puts it alongside the likes of split get out and just kind of well, yeah. a few short of of it from last year and this just conti- and it's critically acclaimed as well by the way it's meant to be brilliant i'm yet to see it I mean, it's I'm been all, getting uh, rave reviews absolutely people love this film even stephen king said a good thing about it exactly so anyway this film again it's just the latest adding to those three that i listed which are all three i really enjoyed split in particular with james mcavoy is very good surprisingly very good because it looked so horrible and and get out was my film of last year. It, again, is also brilliant. Horror is in vogue. Well, yeah, exactly. So, James, just just tell me about the, why. How is this in vogue? Is it to do with the reviews? Because all those films were well-reviewed. Well, partly to do with the reviews, but the reviews are good because the films are good. I think these are the first in a very long time where we've had actual high-effort scary films rather than just gory or slashers or jump scare fests things like that these are well-written stories that build up tension without just all the cheap tricks and maybe they'll throw in a cheap trick or two here and there but they're different and they're not something that we're all bored of so they're getting good reviews and because they look good and they get good reviews everyone sees them because the trailer for this one we spoke about not too long ago the trailer was great oh yeah i was more scared watching that trailer than i was watching plenty other supposedly full-length horror films i think maybe it's a shift in how studios now view horror films and we discussed this briefly with new mutants the x-men film which is meant to be a horror film in that execs (laughs) looked at it and thought actually this isn't scary enough this isn't scary enough yeah which i think is a good thing 
because they've always. I think we're uh, looking for a different kind of scary. Is the thing we're learning. Yeah, but they've also at, they've also looked at what's out there and thought, oh, these films did really well. They were critical acclaimed and they were scary. So let's let's add it. Let's ramp it up. Yeah, but it's it's a it's the it's the tense kind of scary because with. Well, in- including even the, the 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 paranormal activities and stuff, a lot of that was the tension, the build-up. Even if when they did their scares, it was just the usual, here's a scary thing that happens. I think people are learning how to write tension into the films again, and they're making use of the music and the sound a lot better. Whereas previously, horror films just didn't get a good budget because people didn't believe in them, and then they looked and felt cheap. Okay, we're running out of time. We're about to get to Westworld, but one more. T.J. Miller, who is best known from Deadpool. Uh, he is, uh, I guess, one of the main supporting characters. He's also done lots of stuff with, um, I believe, SNL and uh, Silicon the Valley, movie. Big Show. Silicon Valley, yes, of course, Silicon Valley, of course. He has uh, has been arrested and now subsequently released on a $100,000 bond. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of money. After he phoned in a fake bomb threat. Smart thing to do. James, explain more. So Mr. Miller got drunk like he usually does. Uh, and, you know, we all get drunk sometimes. Some people get drunk more than others. He got drunk and then got on a train. And then because he was so drunk, he got asked to get off the train. This made him angry. So in a revenge plot, a master stroke. He called in a bomb threat for that train to make the train stop, I guess, and get back at that conductor. Um, and then, you know, if you phone the police, they know who phoned, unless you use a burner phone or something. So he didn't really plan too far ahead. And they just, they, they got him. They got him. They said, hey, you lied about bomb threats. We don't allow that. You're getting, you're getting in prison. And you can go to jail, I believe, in America. You can go to a five-year sentence. Maximum five years. Yeah, they won't give him that. He'll get... A month of rehab or whatever. This to me is absolutely bonkers because TJ Miller is about to be in what will be one of the biggest films of the year. Yes. And has obviously got, yeah, absolutely blazing drunk. Yes. And has made a series of bad decisions. Yes. Which have now led to him being arrested and, and this, that, the next thing. I guess, James, and I know we touched on this briefly because TJ Miller was accused of sexual assault last year, but it didn't seem to, to kind of harm his uh, his career in any way. What level do you need to be at in order to be erased from, you know, films and mm. promotional material and then, in some cases, mm. replaced in entire movies? Yeah, I think you have to cross the line of harming some other people. And I don't really mean just making them a bit scared for a while. I don't... Maybe, maybe I'm just really strong-willed, but I don't think me personally hearing that there's a bomb, maybe, a bomb threat... I would have that affect the rest of my life. Yeah. If there was a bomb, I'd be dead. But if there wasn't, I don't think I'd lose sleep over it even on the night. So I don't think he's harmed anyone. And therefore, he probably won't be erased from Deadpool and replaced by someone else in some very quick reshoots. However, if there was a film that could just do the reshoots really cheaply and get away with it, it is Deadpool. They could just cut to a a dog (laughs) and they, they, they would get away with it. That's very true. Okay, time is running away from us. Let's just go into Westworld Season 2. It is just a few weeks away, I believe. I'm not entirely sure, actually, when the release date is. But the news this week was that Jonathan Nolan, who is brother of Christopher Nolan, uh, Dark Knight... That's such a shame for poor Jonathan. Always known as the brother. Yeah. So, yeah, he took to Reddit 
and said that um, he was planning to release a video ahead of season two, which would spoil the entire show and would yeah. reveal every twist, turn, mm-hmm. spoiler, because yeah. last year, you know, the season one, that Reddit was guessing so many of the spoilers. Yeah, they were so good at working out where the story was going that they genuinely figured out how the season was going to end a couple of episodes in, and then some people read those theories and then were hurt when they were correct because you know that's the thing I, I i i and they were saying or the 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 post was about you were going to spoil the whole thing for you so that a few of you noble knights can go watch the whole plot and then come onto the subreddit and try and control the conversation so that people don't get outright spoiled by theories yeah so so i saw this and thought this is an absolutely dreadful idea but james is, what happened yeah. next well they got a a fair few upvotes, like you know, it's a thousand, I believe, which on Reddit, you know, it means it's not horrible. <laughs> Most people were replying to say, this is a bad idea, please don't do it. But then because the marketing team decided it was a good idea, they posted their video anyway. And it was a huge big prank, Colin. They got everybody real good. Real good. Because everyone was really excited about this idea. They were all super on board. There was so much media attention to it. There was a great marketing campaign. <laughs> uh, no, so a thousand people wanted this video, so they released it. And all those 1,000 people got got because it was just a one-minute scene of, of um, Arnold walking around. And then the main, the main character starts singing. Dolores. And um, Rick Astley's never going to give, give you up. So it was a prank. It's, it was a real fun prank. I don't. I don't get it. If this was April first, okay, but it's not. It's April the eleventh. Anyway, did they just they missed the date by a wee bit? Was this the, they were planning to have it go out on April first? I don't know. It it's a it's not a good it's not a good strat. Granted, Reddit is like the the boiling pot for marketing campaigns recently, where it's not the world's biggest website, even though it's nearly the world's biggest website. But you just start your marketing campaigns there. You can secretly start them on a new, brand new Reddit account. But this one did not work. They got no hype behind this video. And then they released it to, I guess, some people laughing. It, it, but to me, it doesn't seem like a funny joke. I was neither excited nor not excited about this spoiler video. And I just feel nothing about the fact that it wasn't a spoiler video. I don't understand what the whole point of this was. Because, if anything, it just confused... A- overwhelming majority of the fans who just thought what why on earth would you f- spoil an entire show which hasn't yeah. even aired yet and then when you when you, when you turn out it's a joke you're like okay well that wasn't even funny i'm thinking they're sacrificing their fans confusion that's just a cost that they're taking because they know that those fans are going to watch the series and they're hoping that the headlines about this story bring more fans that's just such a weird way to do it well i think it will work no one that saw this post is going to all of a sudden not watch the show, but some people might hear about the show because of this either good or bad strat. Yeah, I am unconvinced. I just think it's really stupid. Why don't you just, like, just promo the show? Just do something cool. They could have done something cool. Instead, they, they played a, a real fun joke. Anyway, time is running away from us. Uh, just to wrap up, Donald Trump back in the news. I know we talked about him at the top, but... Essentially, the, the, the other thing going yeah, on in his life right now. Again. We'll do a film sandwich. <laughs> Trump, is, Trump is our bread, films are our, our meat. Is that uh, the FBI raided the offices of his lawyer, Michael Cohen, yeah. which uh, Trump has called, uh, has branded disgraceful. Yeah, and has said absolutely, that, yeah. Has said that Robert Mueller uh, and the FBI are conducting a witch hunt. Because there's definitely nothing to be found uh, there. 
absolutely nothing will be found in that office because you know it's it's really easy to convince a judge to give you a warrant to a lawyer's office i hear that's just you ask them for a favor it's not like you need a whole lot of evidence to get into that office via real official methods so yeah so so trump accused his own justice department of, of uh, yes perpetrating a witch hunt and asserted that the fbi <laughs> yeah. had broken into the office yeah and uh, <laughs> it, it's later been unveiled that the uh, the person who was briefed in the matter said it was actually an investigation into possible bank fraud yeah by mr cohen this is absolutely this is insane they're also going to find things that tie into so many other cases but it's the bank fraud one that got them in the door the thing is, Trump's complaining about a judicial system which is, at this point, mostly people that he or his friends have put into place. This is this is genuinely a bipartisan thing. Everyone wanted this to happen. This lawyer looked dirty, so they're all getting him. Trump, he's just panicking. He's clearly panicking. It's just a classic... I mean, I think enough time has passed now that you just see what he's doing. He Any sort of uh, attack or any sort of thing which might put him on the, the back foot... He goes out on the offensive and he says things which he knows will grab headlines, which he knows will rile up his base, who will see it and be like, yeah, that's our man, that's our president, not taking anything from nobody. Yeah, his, his loyal supporters will. But I think everyone else but everybody will else. probably see the true stance, which is that thing you do when you're young and you're backed into a corner and you just kind of wave your arms in front of you and lean your head as far away as possible from whatever's there. Whatever's scaring you, you lean, you lean and you slap. Oh, that's what well, Trump's been doing for a good few months. So that's ongoing. He's threatened to fire Robert Mueller and, uh, and end the investigation into himself. Yeah, because that's what innocent people do. Oh, they do. They, they, they then use their power to end investigations. Yeah, yeah, because that's how investigations work too. If you fire the guy in charge, the investigations will just go away. Right. Anyway, that's uh, the end of the show, <laughs> episode one two six. James, thank you very much for joining us. Anything else to add? How are you? How is life? How are you? Um, I'm all right. I was just gonna go check out if anyone's tweeted us. I don't think they have, but of course you can do at Seesaw Parade. And also, there is a Seesaw Parade Snapchat, but because now Radio Clyde News has a Snapchat, you can feel free to add us on that. Uh, I've not logged into the Seesaw Parade one for quite a while, so I'm sorry to anybody who has sent us any nudes. I will see them very shortly. In fact, I'll, I'll look tomorrow. I'll look tomorrow. He saves them all. Don't send them. <laughs> he, he's, he, he's always recording his screen. You say that as if it's a bad thing, James. <laughs> what people want you to save their uh, their nakies. That's why they send them to me. I mean, come on. And send them to us, you know. It's not just me. Oh, he doesn't share them. He tells me that I can buy them. Uh, yeah, that's it. If you want to get in touch, at Seesaw Parade on basically everything. And uh, James, I will see you next week that's it and we're done goodbye world you finish every single episode with that goodbye come on goodbye world goodbye everybody else